Greetings, church. A gracious and warm welcome to you as we gather again for our daily meditation this, this Tuesday morning. And we're going to be reading again from Psalm 69, uh, the same verses that we had yesterday, according to the, the daily lectionary that we have at the back of our hymnal. And then we're going to be looking at the Old Testament reading for Sunday, which is 1 Samuel chapter 3. Let us calm our hearts and our minds. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen up to my neck. I am sinking in deep mire, and there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and the torrent washes over me. I have grown weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are worn out from looking for my God. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. My lying foes who would destroy me are mighty. Must I then, then give back what I never stole? O God, you know my foolishness and my faults are not hidden from you. I will praise your name, O God, in song. I will proclaim your greatness with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an offering of oxen, more than young bulls with horns and hoofs. The afflicted shall see and be glad. You who seek God, your heart shall live. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not despise the prisoners. Let the heavens and the earth praise God, the seas and all that moves in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. They shall live there and have it as their possession. The children of God's servants will inherit it, and those who love God's name will dwell therein. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. A beautiful psalm. It's important to read the psalms. I can remember a question being asked of an old theologian. He's in his 80s now. The question was asked at a, at a conference, what, what books are you reading? And he quickly said, well, I'm old, so I basically read the Psalms. Psalms being this collection of prayers, the prayer book for the church. Well, our reading is Psalm chapter, or 1 Samuel, <laughs> chapter 3, 1 Samuel. You know, comes right after Ruth, which comes right after, uh, right after Judges and Joshua, all those, all, those thing, all those things. But remembering that Samuel was the special child, the chosen child, the child gifted to Hannah. She prayed and begged to be able to have a child because she was childless and God heard her prayer. And she promises if she were to have that child, she'd dedicate that child to God. And so that is where we pick up the story in chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose sight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli, and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. 
Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make both ears, make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's always interesting with this passage that starts out with the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. And you hear, you have Samuel here. He's dedicated by his mother to being raised in the temple and Eli being the, the high priest, the judge of the day. It should be his job to raise up Samuel in the word, raise up Samuel in the understanding of who God is, raise up Samuel for this work. And yet, Eli has no clue what's going on. Samuel doesn't even know who the Lord is. Eli's sort of just throwing Samuel into the, the uh, tabernacle, into the, into the tent where the, the ark was and saying, go lay down. <laughs> Maybe God will speak to you. I don't want to do it though. It's always, that's always been what has stood out to me. You have this elder in the congregation whose job it is to teach and he's not teaching. He's not speaking of the Lord because the word of the Lord was rare in those days. No one really did it, not even Eli. So it took God coming to Samuel and saying, hey, dude, wake up. I've got a mission for you. And so Eli does finally perceive it. And sometimes it takes someone else to come to us and snap us out of our complacency. And here it's a young man named Samuel. Samuel ends up being a great prophet. But I wonder, do we imagine that God will speak supernaturally and we just wait? Or do we think that we have a job to do as the church, as the people of God, and be willing to listen? This, this last Sunday, I gathered with the youth at Faith and we talked a little bit about this whole call committee process and, and discerning from them what they would be looking for in a pastor, be looking for, uh, as, as well as talking about what they perceive the church to look like and how they would like to see it. And so often we, we take our youth, we take our kids, and we shove them off into some room by themselves. We never imagine that one of them could be Samuel coming to speak to us, to snap us out of our complacency and make us realize that God is speaking. Specifically, maybe to one of them, that, that there is the word of God that we need to listen to. And so it is that Eli finally realizes that, and, 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 and says, go. And, and when he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then God calls Samuel again, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel just says, speak for your servant is listening. He doesn't even call him Lord. He doesn't call him Yahweh. He doesn't call him God. He just says, speak for your servant is listening because in part, he doesn't even know who, what, what does Lord mean? What does God mean? And it gives a place for us as Christians, as churchgoers, as church members, as pastors even, that there's going to be times where God is going to send someone who maybe not even know who he is, and God is going to speak through that person to us to turn us back to God. Because that often is what we need. 
and is often what we need because the reality is is that we want to think that God's going to always show up to us in a supernatural way on the floor of the tabernacle when in fact God works through ordinary means more than anything to speak through a preacher to us through the mouth of another human being into our ears with this desire that we might day by day know him, love him, and follow him more. With that, let us pray. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, most merciful Redeemer, for the countless blessings and benefits you give. May we know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day, praising you with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow.